this week's episode, we have an announcement of a new Sonic title, but perhaps not the one you expected. Plus, here's Microsoft banning third-party accessories. I'm Phil. And I'm Barry, and this is episode 122 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the weekly podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. Since this is the beginning of a new month, we thought we'd have a look at the top 10 games, but not from this year, not from a decade ago, but 30 years ago. And the great thing with having you on today is you actually remember 1993. Yeah, yeah, I do. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> oh, just think, 1993, cast your mind back. I hadn't even hit double digits in my age, but, but you had. No, I hadn't. Yes, you had. November 93, I was point, still nine years the, old. No, the year in general, <laughs> the year in general. So... So we thought we'd have a look at them and we'll see how much gaming's really changed in the last 30 years. See if there's any any titles which have disappeared to the past or which are still knocking around now. All right, well, I will start us off. So at number 10, we have Super Kickoff. Yeah. And number nine, one of the best games on the Sega Mega Drive, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Are you sure it's not Bubsy? I am most positively <laughs> certain that it is not Bubsy. At number eight, we have Lemmings. A fantastic. I used to love playing that oh, on the well. Amiga. I, yeah, I love uh, that on Lemmings too. Yeah, Lemmings to the tribes. In all fairness, though, with Lemmings, I think most people were just there. You know, it brought out the psychopath in most kids as you just nuked them all. Oh, no. Yeah, which watched them explode into. <laughs> At the time, it's like, why did they explode into confetti? And it's back, not probably, confetti. It was not confetti. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whether they hit the floor and they go splat. Yes. Or drown or squash <laughs> or get burnt to a death. You know, quite a sad game, actually, now that I think it was. Yeah, they, um, they for, considering the graphics, it was pretty gruesome. Yes. Right, there's so much um, character in about <laughs> six pixel tall blocks. <laughs> right, so at number seven is Zombies, which I believe is Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I believe so, across the pond. Yeah. Number six, we have the better version of Aladdin. Yes, it's the only version worth talking about. It really Although is. in that, like, we won't talk about the Nintendo version because it weren't that great. Have you ever seen the Mass System version of this? I've not, no. Graphically, it's really impressive. So as you run past the buildings, they have a 3D perspective to them. So as you're huh. running through, like, past um, alleyways and that, you can see the pers- pers- uh, perspective shift. That's pretty cool. Looks really good. And it's something that even the Megadrive version doesn't do. Uh, number five is probably the first true remaster of a game with Super Mario All-Stars. At number four, we have F1. Just F1. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> what it is. Number three, we have Jurassic Park. See, it's an interesting one because that one was so different on all of the consoles, yet it's listed them all together. Yes, it, it has listed it all together on here. And oddly enough, if you look under format, Super Nintendo isn't there. So I'm wondering if maybe that launched a bit later on than the other maybe. versions. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Oh, no, it's you next. Yep. 
At number no, two, we have Street Fighter 2 Special Championship Edition. Yes, yeah, so this was the first version on the Mega Drive, if I remember right. Yeah, my my well just have been. my word for it. I'm I'm certain it was. <laughs> <laughs> There's that many versions of Street Fighter Two. I really cannot be sure. <laughs> no, no. As soon as I said that, he's got rethinking. Why? There's so many. Um, and at number one, probably not as good a beat 'em up as Street Fighter, but definitely one of the, that's endured for like the ages. Mortal Kombat. What a controversial game that was. It was. I always remember it. You rented it, didn't you? No, I, I actually had a copy. Oh, did you actually have we, a copy? Yeah, my parents bought us a copy of Mortal Kombat. Oh, your parents were great. Your parents, you know, you, you were the younger child. They didn't really care as much. Of you. Well, it was It was my brother's Mega Drive and it was my brother's games. I just got to play it. Yeah. Much too. I remember, I'm sure we've talked about this in the past, but I remember coming around to yours and your mum was like, oh yeah, I rented you a movie that you can feel can watch. Like, oh, what is it? And you're like, from dusk till dawn. <laughs> what a, <laughs> what a movie like, though. I don't know, 10 or something <laughs> watching, watching from dusk till dawn. Uh, what a really brilliant good movie. movie it's completely different in the third act than it is the first two of them yeah the first and second act are very um unique yeah. well no no the f- no no the, the third act unique yeah the, the way act. that it's made is very unique it's a brilliant yeah. film though. yeah absolutely classic film uh, right well i say do you think that the chart is much different nowadays as it was well i'm quite sure in november well, 93 at least three of those games on there at the minute and well, variants of at least another two or three yeah so in the chart at the moment um a week or so ago mortal kombat one was at number one not to confuse be confused with the first mortal kombat we've got you'll be happy to know we've moved on from street fighter 2 at this point so we've got street Only fighter just. 6 only just though. Yes. Oh, only <laughs> just. Um, Jurassic Park is actually getting re-released by Limited Run Games. So it's a collection with, I think it's the Mega Drive slash Genesis version, the SNES, NES, and Game Boy version. It may be controversial, but I always felt like the SNES version was the best. Really? I really like I liked that the version. The top-down one? Yeah. Where you just go one. around collecting the eggs. Yeah, I really liked that game. Don't get me wrong, Jurassic Park and the Mega Drive was good. Mm. I just preferred the SNES version. Maybe it's because I didn't play it much. Because of the what, sorry? Maybe it's because I didn't get to play it much. So when I didn't get to play it, it was a bit more unique. I remember it being quite impressive with the first person parts when you went into a building. Um, But there was a lot of variations on that top-down, because I think the Amiga version was a top-down as well, but didn't have the first person, if I remember right. May have been. It's been a while. I could be wrong about that, though. The Mega Drive version, ah, I don't know. It's a bit stiff, but the fact that you can play as the Velociraptor or Alan Grant was great. Yeah. I do have a fondness for the Master System version, though, because that's the version of the game that I actually had. That's fair enough. But I, t- um, I don't know. I, I stand by my the SNES version being my, my well, favorite. Well, we all know that you make bad decisions. I, don't I, I won't bring up Bubsy, but Bubsy. Oh, you've got a, an intruder. I've got coffee. That's where I've got coffee. Ah, oh, to get you through. So, 
what else have we got in here? So Mario All-Stars. So we've got two 2D titles in here, one by Mario, one by Sonic. Within the last month, again, we've had a brand new 2D Mario and 2D Sonic with um, yeah. Sonic Superstars and Mario Brothers Wonder. So it hasn't really changed an awful lot. Not overly, no. No, and we're still getting F1 games. Well, yeah, <laughs> that football game. I don't know if it's the same series as... No, I'm pretty sure F1, it is still just... Though. I think it's just called Formula 1 now, though, instead of F1. Yeah. I might be wrong, though. I don't. It's not not my sort of game. No. And Super Kickoff, you could argue FIFA. What's the difference? Well, no. In, in all fairness, it's not FIFA anymore. Well, that's true, actually, yeah. It's, uh, what is it, EA... EA Football, football? EA... Yeah, EAFC or something? EAFC, I think that's what it's called. Is that what it's called? Right. Who knows? Maybe we might see a different Switch version. I haven't actually checked if the first the first version of EFC is actually a new game or it's just continuation of the legacy FIFA legacy games that they also would not surprise me. Probably not. Right. And since the beginning of the month, should we actually go through and have a look what's coming to all the subscription services for Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch? Yeah, sounds like a plan. Yep. Well, we'll. Start off with the king of the subs with Xbox Game Pass. I think we'll start with that one because it'll take the uh, longest to go through. It, oh, you've ruined the surprise <laughs> for the later ones. <laughs> so this month we're getting an awful lot of day one releases on Xbox. Which is great. So that's pretty cool to see. So coming on the first, we've got Headbangers Rhythm Royale, which comes cloud console and PC. This is a day one. And this one, the only note I've wrote next to it is pigeon because I couldn't remember <laughs> what game it was. And then I remembered, hang on, this is the one where you are a pigeon. It's not the first time a game such a playing as an animal, though, is it? Because you've had games like Stray, which was fantastic. Yes, but no, this this isn't the same. So Stray is at least somewhat serious. I know it's kind of like a sci-fi world. The the cat. You have a button to meow. This. Well, yeah, you have a good point. You also, you can also literally do the cat thing of sit next to things and nudge them off a off a ledge. <laughs> I tell you, push, if you've not it played it, if you've not played it, Stray is a phenomenal game, really enjoyable. This wouldn't actually surprise me if there was a button to just like slam your head into the ground like a pigeon does. <laughs> you know, it's it's that kind of game. It, um, from what I remember seeing from the trailer, because I think we talked about this on the podcast a few months ago, I think it's very much kind of in the style of something like Fall Guys. Right, okay. That so makes it's more that kind of Battle Royale style game where there's loads of different activities. We also have on, well, out now, because it is beyond the first, well, um, yeah. Jacent, which is coming to cloud, console, and PC, and is also a day one game. Yeah. And another one is War Tales. Again, cloud console PC available now. We've got Thirsty Suitors, another day one release on cloud console and PC. 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 <laughs> well, this sounds like one that might interest you, I guess. You're the one that buys these sorts of things and then sends them to me as a gift. Not, not me. Not me. Done it once. I thought, do you know what? Phil will really like that hum- humble bundle. I'll buy him that humble bundle. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was called for. It was loads of, uh, 
Um, I can't think of a nice way to put some of the games that were in it. Adult games. Yeah. It's probably yes. the best way to put it. We'll leave it with that. <laughs> um, distinguished games. <laughs> right. So, coming on the 6th, or if you listen to the day the podcast goes out, it's today. You have Football Manager 2024. That's available on PC. Plus the console edition, which is available on cloud, console, and PC. And both of these are day one releases. Gotta wonder what the difference is gonna be. I'm gonna guess control scheme, maybe. Would they actually release a console edition though, just for control scheme? I suppose if they've changed the well, menu layout yeah, and the like, maybe. Games, traditionally, I remember playing one of these back on the Amiga, and it was very much an Excel spreadsheet with football graphics around it. Yeah, that sounds you know, about right. You did need to use your mouse. Yeah. One that I reckon you're going to be looking forward to on the 9th, which is Dungeons 4 coming to yeah, Cloud. Yeah, that's already pre-installed on my Xbox, actually. I, I can believe it. Another day one release as well. Yeah. Have you played the Dungeons tiles? Uh, we've got Dungeons 3 somewhere. Yeah, I've got 2 and 3, and they're a much Dungeon better continuation. Exactly, yeah. They're a much better continuation of the Dungeon Keeper what? series than you mean, the most recent you mean... Dungeon Keeper. Better than a mobile phone game where you can't do anything. Oh, that was terrible. That I remember getting to the point where it was like, oh, yeah, I want to dig out that block. And it's like, yeah, it'll take 48 hours. And it's like, oh, forget that. <laughs> I want, That's I what want you to want build from this room. Game. Okay, come back in four weeks. <laughs> uh, where are we up to? So also on the ninth, you've got Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. And that's available on cloud console PC. And again, this is another day one. Yeah, see, they're a good um, legacy from Shenmue, I think. They, yes. They've kept the legacy well. Le- um, Shenmue very much feels like a proto version of the Yakuza series, yeah. which is now getting rebranded to Like a Dragon. So I am looking forward to the next um, Like a Dragon Endless Wealth, I think it's called. Yeah. Only because it's very bizarre <laughs> i'm currently playing through the first one and it goes from being super serious to extremely slapstick instantly but it's really it does the transition between the two really well also they've announced that the next like a dragon title um has an island that you can go and it's basically animal crossing <laughs> Honestly, I was watching it and I was like, oh, yeah, so this is just Yakuza, but Animal Crossing. Yakuza Animal Crossing. Yeah. You know what I'm like with my um, farm building life sims. You do like your your life sims, don't you? Uh, We also have on the 9th Wild Hearts coming for cloud, console, and PC. That's an EA play game. Yep. So we've got Spirity which is also... Oh, no, this is coming on the 13th, and that's available on cloud, console, and PC. And that's, again, another day one release. And then finally, we have on the 14th, Coral Island on cloud and Xbox Series X and S. And that's another one I'll give a go, because that looks like another little farming sim. (laughs) That's a lot of day one releases. it, it, It is. Now, we have a lot of games coming in, but we do have a few games going out on the Xbox. That's just the way that works, a bit like in Netflix. Now, should we go on to the industry leader? It's going to take us a while to go through this list. Let's see what's coming to PlayStation Plus. 
So we're starting off with Mafia 2, the definitive edition on the PS4. Yeah, it's not a bad game. Yeah, I enjoyed the Mafia games. Next up, Very we've Grand got... Sorry? Very Grand Theft Auto, are we? They are. Next, we've got Dragon Ball The Breakers. Again, also PlayStation 4. Decent enough fighting ball. Fighting ball. Fighting... I can't speak today. Aren't you glad that you get me on these things? These things where you have to be able to be eloquent and speak. <laughs> Alright, if it makes you feel any better, I only woke up about 10 minutes before doing this podcast. <laughs> I'm still half asleep. We don't dial it in, guys, honest. We're, we're all well prepared and, and ready and professional about it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Dragon Ball games are generally well regarded as a pretty solid fighting game series, if a bit over well, the top. I was going to say, I must admit, I never know what's going on with those games, so I'm not a massive fan of them. Which is fair. Then finally, we have Aliens Fireteam Elite for the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Yeah, now I really enjoyed this when we were playing it uh, on the Xbox. I usually let Anthony go on ahead when I hear like an alien clicking around the corner. I go, I'll just stop here and let him run ahead (laughs) and just see like this alien just take him out. Um, Now, that's the only game on this list that's actually got a PlayStation 5 version. However, the other two you can play through backwards compatibility. But that's it. That's your lot. That's all that PlayStation Plus appears to be getting in November. In some games, at least. It is, but when you're paying so much... (sighs) Are Are we just spilt, though, by the quality that is Game Pass? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I'm not being funny. They're all older games. We got, what, maybe more than a handful of day one releases? Yeah, no. I know, which is very impressive. In all all fairness, we are Xbox gamers, so we are going to have a bias to it anyway. But I see why Xbox Game Pass is seen as the gold standard for subscriptions. There is absolutely. I mean, I've not bought a game for a good while now. But mainly because every time I buy a blinking game, it appears on Game Pass. Well, I was bought, going to buy Mortal Kombat 1. I really want to. But I bought Mortal Kombat 11 and I bought Injustice 2. And both of them went into Game Pass like weeks or a month later. <laughs> so so you, you I'm, keep I'm not your, falling uh... for it again. I'm oh, sure fair. it'll go into Game Pass at some point. Well, we can't call these guys a competitor. Oh, yeah. So there's this little company that also kicks around. Um, the CMA was saying that they're not really in the games industry to compete with Sony. So, but we've no, all, no. you know, we like, we like niche things on the podcast. So we'll cover them. Um, now, these are called Nintendo. Yeah. Might have heard of them. Maybe, maybe you might have heard of them. <laughs> I can't believe the CMA went, oh, yeah, they're not really gaming competitors. To Sony. I know. It's shocking. Yeah. Now, these games actually came out at the end of October for Halloween, but we'll we'll chuck them in here. So we've got three spooky titles. First one being Castlevania Legends on the Game Boy. Now not the strongest this is Castlevania. Probably known to be the worst Castlevania. So <laughs> not the strongest is a nice way of putting it. <laughs> we also have Devil World for the NES. Yep. And another one for the NES, the mysterious Marasumi Castle. Now, I've not heard of this one, but it looks like it's a sort of Zelda-ish clone. I I can't say if I've ever played it, but there is something about the title 
that I think I have heard of before, but I may have just read it in a list of old school games to yeah. play or something like that. Well, I think I've seen a game called Murasami. Maybe. So I don't know if maybe I've just heard of that and that's what I'm thinking of. Very, but I mean, maybe, maybe. Again, I know there's something there. Yeah. Again, that's it for um, Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. Just the free titles. And I wouldn't say it was a particularly strong free titles either. No, no. no. There's definitely better Castlevanias they could have went with. Well, yeah. <laughs> any any other Castlevania. Just a different Castlevania? Yeah. Chuck in some of the Game Boy Advance ones. Yeah. They're but then, cool But you've got the advanced Castlevania Advance collection. So maybe that's why they didn't. Yeah, maybe. But then again, they do charge extra if you want to play the Game Boy Advance games over the base subscription. Well, so. Fair enough. So there's a new game that's been announced that you might be interested in. Oh, well, yes, absolutely. So um, new Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Dream Team is coming out. However, it's probably not the game everyone was expecting. No, but looking at the trailers, it looks enjoyable enough. It looks like oh, a no, pretty it, solid 3D entry. It does. It looks like quite a good 3D entry, as you say. And you get to use one of six characters and two of them. We've not actually seen in a Sonic game, well, in playable form for quite a while. Yeah. So we've got Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, you know, the, the trio that's kind of standard at this point. They really are. Amy Rose, who seems to be sneaking into a lot more games recently. So she's in Sonic Superstars. She was in Sonic Origins Plus. Although most people don't talk about it, she was in Sonic Boom. So yeah. We are seeing a lot more Amy sneaking into the games now. However, we also have Cream and Rouge the Bat being added as well. Yeah, they've not been, been seen in a good while. Um, I don't know. What, Sonic Advance 2 the Cream? Maybe for a 3D game. Maybe, maybe Sonic Heroes was the last time. Was Cream in Sonic Heroes? Yeah, she was on the team with Big and Amy. Ah, uh, right. Um, and Rouge. When was the last time we saw Rouge? She was also in Sonic Heroes. She was with Shadow and one of the Omega-style robots. Yeah. I, I'm i just trying to think really quickly, but I can't think of another game after that, at least a 3D one that yeah. they were in. So, yeah, that that's quite a while ago. That is a, that is a, that's the original Xbox. Yeah, it is. It it absolutely is the original Xbox. Now, the game, as I say, the game looks pretty good. The reason a lot of people aren't happy is it's going to be an exclusive to Apple Arcade. Which is an interesting choice. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Now, (laughs) fortunately, I've got a subscription to Apple Arcade. Not that I ever use it. Well, you're going to use it now. well, yeah, I'll give it a go. It's already popped up on me, Mac, going, here's a here's an app that you might like coming soon. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I will like that. I, I might like it. I don't know. I mean, it's it's only a Sonic game. Well, yeah. And it is available not only on iPhone and iPad, but it's available on macOS and Apple TV as well. So if you do have a modernish apple tv device you can connect a bluetooth controller to it and you can play it up on your big screen like a little console that sounds pretty good yep. sticking on the theme with sonic though 
we've got some new Lego sets coming out. Yes, well, we have a new Lego set. So this one is, it's not really Sonic, actually, I suppose. It's kind of branded as Shadow the Hedgehog. It's still from Sonic the Hedgehog. Still I know, but we remember how well it went, the last thing that was branded as Shadow the Hedgehog. Well, you mean you don't like shooting games in your Sonic the Hedgehog? It wasn't even good shooting. <laughs> That's the problem. It didn't even work. I yes. played that game and I barely ever used guns because they seem worse yeah. than just... Well, let's face it. Packs. It came out in the same sort of era where they decided that, you know what Sonic really needs? Were hedgehogs. Um... Yes, but at least that was a good game. Or at least half of that game. I was going to say, at least half of that's a good game. <laughs> the Sonic the Sonic parts of... Um, I can't remember. what Sonic Unleashed. The Sonic parts were fantastic. They were probably, at the point, some of the best 3D Sonic stages. And the Warhog bits were... They were fine. They weren't Just, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's, yeah, it's not what you buy a Sonic game for. Really not. No, but fortunately, there's no warhogs in this Lego set, and this will include Shadow, and because he, he has to be just that little bit edgy and guns aren't really <laughs> Lego's things, he comes with his motorbike. He also comes with what appears to be a capsule, which I think is actually the same capsule from Sonic trying to think which one it was um just one of the sonic games where they find shadow in a capsule at the end and it is a clone or a robot i can't remember which one it is i'll um, i'll take your word on that one no i, I can't think which one it is now <laughs> um i can remember part of the scene in my head but can't remember which game and also comes with rhino bot badnik it's very cool yeah now what do you think of this set? Have you seen the price for it yet? Uh, yeah, the, you know what? For a Lego set, that's actually not terrible. <laughs> so it's coming at £20. It's a minifig, a bike, a badnik, and a tiny little capsule. For £20, I feel that is very steep. Yeah, Even for I... Lego. I've Lego. been buying Lego for Victor for a while now because he really likes his Lego. And yeah. some of the Star Wars sets are very expensive. Like, he wants <sighs> um, a Venator class Star Destroyer, which is like, it's going to be about that big, maybe. Mm. Darth Vader Star Destroyer. That's clocking in at 60 quid for a single See, piece. Elliot's into his Lego as well, but we buy him a lot of like, the Lego City stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, uh, bin trucks and lorries. That is, and like it's that. the entry drug. See, for 18 quid of them, you usually get like a, a fairly sizable vehicle or something similar. This, I feel like this should be eight don't, quid. Don't look, at the, uh, don't look at the cost of the Lego Masterclass stuff. No, no but th- this is not Masterclass <laughs> stuff. Though, is it? <laughs> no, it's true. It is very true. But that, that stuff's so expensive. No, it's I don't know. I feel like this is steep. If you compare it to the other Sonic um Lego sets that are coming out in January, which is the same time this is. Yeah. I'm sure there's another one that's like twenty, twenty five pound that feels a lot more substantial than this. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 
Right, before we get on to the next piece of news, um, should we say a quick thank you to our Patreon subscribers? So it's thank you to Bobby Socks and Short Gizmo. As always, your continuing support's really appreciated. Now, have you seen what Microsoft's getting a little bit of stick for? Deservedly so, if you ask me. Well, I'm, I'm not a fan of the idea that they are planning to block unofficial Xbox accessories. Yes. Yes and no. Right, first of all, they are not the only company that do this. Apple are notorious for doing this. Oh, I'm not saying they're the only company that do it. I just, I don't think it's a good standard to set. So what do you think is not good about it? Well, that things they like, are doing it in general or that they're doing it now or... In in general, in general. I mean, if, okay, let's say we 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 just say general gamers, general people. Like I've mm-hmm. I've got a dongle where you can plug into any USB device, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and it'll let you connect a controller. So you can yeah. use an Xbox controller on a PlayStation. It's handy because I don't have a PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. Really need to get one of them. Um, so it's handy for stuff like that. But where I see the real issue here is if there are unofficial um, accessories that are designed for people with disabilities and the like, that suddenly it's not going to work. Right. Really quickly on that note, Microsoft have announced that anything that's unofficial, or sorry, that's not licensed, that does connect to the Xbox accessibility controller will not be blocked. Which is, it's a good step. It's a good step. That would need the accessibility controller as the intermediate, though. Yeah. Which, I, I... that felt like a massive step forward in assisting disabled gamers to be able to play, which my cousin was a perfect example of that before mm. he passed on. He had muscular dystrophy. He struggled to play games. So something like the the, the, the um, accessibility controllers, fantastic step. Like we were looking at um, a, a special keyboard for him that was going to help him be able to actually use his keyboard a lot better and a lot easier had all rests and everything the idea of just potentially blocking things or making things work through a a singular channel is a step back i um I, i understand why they're doing it they're wanting to try and um ban people putting through security issues things people putting through um turbo controllers and the like that might be a potential to cheat i understand the need to lock and stop that i just don't think this is the right way what would be the right way though if they have a controller you can save macros to for example um so that you can perhaps pull off moves that you wouldn't be able to normally i don't know how would you stop that i don't know now, just to clarify, Sony already do this. Yeah. Um, so, so you can't use uh, unauthorized Sony controllers on a PlayStation 4 or 5. So it's it's nothing new even within gaming. Well, yeah, no, I, I don't, don't believe it's anything new in the slightest. I, I don't think it's a bad thing to do, to be honest. So for the reasons that you've just outlined, you know, potentially it could allow people to cheat or exploit games or, I don't know, potentially it might 
be a way for them to inject code into into the, um, a console because these controllers now have their own memory on them. Well, there is that. There is so. That. I do think from that point of view, it's actually a good thing. However, we are now what. Three years into this generation, was it 2020 the Xbox Series X and S came out? Yeah. It's too late to do it for this generation. Had they done it at the start and said, all your Xbox One controllers, sorry, all your licensed Xbox One controllers can be used for the Xbox Series X. However, we will no longer allow you to use unauthorized devices. That, not an issue with that at all. However, to let you use them for three years and then block them. Yeah, there is that. That's that's not great either. Um, I don't know. It's it's one I'm conflicted on. I understand the reasonings for it. I get the reasons for it. I just think there's also valid reasons for an official tech. There is. And the thing is, these companies could go and get certified. And obviously, from Microsoft's point of view, that means they will take some money for every yeah. controller sold or whether you pay like a one-off for a license. I don't, I'm not quite sure how it works. So I'm sure that there is probably a little bit of business um, pressure for them to do this as well. Yeah. Get more companies, go into them, paying for the licenses, increase revenue from Xbox that way as well. It's just the fact that these messages have only started popping up over the last week or so. And it gives you the date they will stop working, which is the 12th of November. That is less than a month from when these messages started popping up to when the controllers will stop working. It's not, not a long time. It's it's not. And in all fairness, most of the controllers that are going to get blocked are going to be a lot of the knockoffs that you probably get from like AliExpress. I do think majority of users will not have an issue with this because either they're going to be using the Xbox controllers, the official ones, or they're going to be using a authorized third-party one. I, yeah. Again, I just think blocking it three years after the console came out. That's not a great thing. It's not. It, and It would have definitely one, been better at the start rather than partway through. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that someone else has pointed out is this will probably be the death of Xbox competitive fighting scene as well. Because a lot of those joysticks are custom made for a particular user. You know, they'll go out and they'll yeah. pick their own buttons, pick their own uh, sticks, or sometimes they don't even well, have a stick. Theoretically, you could... I don't, I don't know how it works for getting the, 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 the official part. If the people making the the sticks are the, the boards are officially licensed and can be used, yes. perhaps then they could have the modular buttons on there. I think so, but I think a lot of these are just small yields of boards that are sold to people who want to make their own arcade stick. Yeah. If you're only selling, I don't know, even if you only sell like 100 of them, would the cost of getting it certified by Microsoft be worthwhile? And would Microsoft actually officially license just a board, just a PCB? Well, I don't a good think question. they would. No, I think they'd not. be like, no, it's got to be a full arcade stick. So then these companies might have to then produce a full arcade stick that's 
interchangeable with parts that people want. And it's got to add complexity, it's got to add cost, it's got to add yeah. waste. Well, yeah, there is that. Mm, so, <laughs> it's a tough one. I think them doing it now is really bad. Yeah. Timing's not I, great. I'm not against them doing it generally. I'm just against them waiting until halfway nearly through a generation and not giving a whole lot of time push it on people with such a short amount of notice if this was like oh yeah it's going to stop working on 12th of november 2024 give you like a year's heads up fair enough yeah because imagine just imagine your company that makes controllers and you've not got uh your controllers certify Microsoft. Why? Because why would you? It means you're paying them, and your controllers work anyway. And people love your controllers. And then suddenly, everyone starts messaging you, going, "Oh, I want to return my controller because it won't work in like yeah. three weeks." And you're like, "What? What can you do in that three weeks? You got to get certified that quick. I'm fairly certain of that. It won't be a three week turnaround. Even if you could get certified, is that going to be?" retroactive to all your controllers you've released previously well, no, can you get them certified be, or is it don't need to be a way of, of updating them and getting the actual certifications on there they may well, not even have that capability well yeah exactly so uh, i don't know i i can see why people are rightfully annoyed about this and in all fairness thankfully it well actually i say it doesn't affect me at all which it doesn't However, something similar has affected me in the past. So I used to use an Xbox controller with my Switch using one of those little dongles. I think it was yep. the... Was it an 8-bit doke dongle? Something like that. I think um, I've got one here somewhere. And on a certain version of the Switch's firmware, it just blocks it. Which sucks. Yep, so now I've still got the dongle. I can still plug it into a PC and connect my Xbox controller that way. Although that's redundant because you can just do it through Bluetooth anyway. Yeah. But on the Switch, I have to buy a different dongle. Now, I don't know if that's certified by Nintendo or they found a way around it. I'm not sure. So, I don't know. See, we're not always yeah, saying how well. great <laughs> Xbox and Microsoft are. <laughs> Microsoft can have some uh, some missteps. Yeah, we'll call out BS when we see it. Just <laughs> usually it's Sony. <laughs> <laughs> but I think right. that's about everything, isn't it? Yeah, unless there's anything else you want to add to that. Uh, the funny little anecdote this week of a, a small MMO called Foxhole, which is Oh, is a, this the one you were saying that some gamers managed to yeah. bring down a server? Well, no, they didn't nearly do it. They did do it. Oh, did they? Yeah, the server gave the server gave out before they did. But the premise behind this this MMO mm. is you've got a perpetual world that two factions fight over control of, but because it's a proper scale war, you've got to keep things like supply lines to keep respawns to keep restocking for your ammunition yeah. supplies, all that kind of stuff. So there's this small island that was held by one faction, and everything around it was held by the other faction. So they were pinned in on this little island with no no hope of supplies, nowhere to go. They just had to hold this little island. And 
they did so for somewhere in the region of 48 hours before the server finally gave in from the way that they were doing it. They It spawned a whole religion within the game as well, which has spawned a saying within the game for the pile. For the pile. <laughs> because the way it works, according to the article, I've not played it myself, so I'm going off what the article says here. The, the players holding this island, because they didn't have respawns, they had to try and get respawn tickets. And because there were hospitals on the island they were holding, yeah. critically wounded soldiers had a chance to be turned into a respawn. Right. So what they were doing is whenever they got somebody who was in a state where they might get critically injured, they were putting them on a pile of bodies. And they had this pile of, of dying soldiers in the hopes of getting respawn tickets. Okay. But it's apparently it's a tactic that worked for them because he held off the the assault from the the, the opposing faction for forty eight hours. But real we could time, just get swamped if he was like encircled by the enemy. Well, the problem is with the way that the island is, there was only one port where they could attack from. So right. they had this nice little narrow point. The main issue was um, supplies. So they had to, as soon as they killed an enemy, they had to get all the supplies off there. They had to get the ammunition and everything to be able to continue this. That was nice of the enemy to keep bringing them supplies. I know, right? <laughs> um, is it me or is that just not pretty much the plot of 300? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's right. that's pretty accurate. <laughs> oh. and what, so how did they bring the server down just just apparently, I don't know exactly how. Of, uh, bodies or something. Yeah, I think it was just like they had this huge pile of bodies of just uh, there and trying to die, and then obviously everyone trying to pile into the same area mm-hmm. to try and take the island. I think it just eventually the server crapped out. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, with that, we'd like to say uh, thanks for joining us for this week's episode. Um, and thanks to you, Phil, as well, for stepping in to give me a hand. Yeah, I'm always happy to be, uh, you know, a second thought. Oh, no. <laughs> you never second. There's a few more people ahead of you on this. Wow. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. No one likes me enough to get it on the list. Right. If you'd like to find out about more of anything mentioned in this week's episode, you can view the full show notes at RetroGamingDads.co.uk. We've been the Retro Gaming Dads, and we'll see you next week. Bye.